Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a brand new episode of the Rambling About Wrestling podcast. I'm Nick, and I watched the definitive 10 best Elimination Chamber matches. Let's get into them. So when I say the 10 best chamber matches, that's, you know, picking and choosing your favorites, you would think. No. This list is by the Sportster website, and it actually just came out on February 7th. So these sick bastards went back and watched every single Elimination Chamber match. Who does that? Who would go back and watch like 30-something matches of the same match type in a period of time? I would. <laughs> I did it with the Rumble. I did not do all the matches with the Chamber, but I did definitely watch these 10 matches, and then I watched like one or two others. And we will be discussing and seeing if I actually agree with this list. So, let's get to number 10 on the top 10 Chamber matches. Number 10 on this list happened in 2008 at No Way Out. We had Triple H versus Chris Jericho versus Jeff Hardy versus Umaga versus JBL versus Shawn Michaels. All that you need to know from this matchup is that Umaga was an absolute beast. And you're going to see a pattern with some of these chamber matches that you have that one guy who's just meaty, this big guy, big meaty guy, and he comes in and just causes havoc all over the chamber match. Umaga was this guy. A spot that I remember vividly is he picked someone up and then he picked another person up. So we had two people in a fireman's carry, like John Cena going for the attitude adjustment, and just held them there until he fell back into this wicked Samoan drop. Other things to note from this matchup, you had the underdog, Jeff Hardy. I think he won like some sort of poll or something on WWE.com to get into this matchup. And nobody really believed that he would win. But you put him in that position that they had that hope. In a lot of these chamber matches, you're going to see the same type of story told. That you have the underdog who's in there for most of the match, doesn't get to do a ton, but then almost wins the thing at the end. So when it comes to the finish of this match, Triple H did win, but Jeff Hardy looked great. Moving on to number nine. You have the Elimination Chamber matchup from New Year's Revolution 2005. And the participants in this matchup were, you may start to sense a pattern by the way, Triple H, then you get Batista, Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, and Edge. Now, this matchup was fantastic. There was a lot of internal evolution storyline going on here. Randy Orton, I think, had just left the group. He was the world champion, then he lost the belt, he's trying to win it back for the second time. This one was indeed for the world championship. Batista won the opportunity to be the last entrant into the chamber match. So you have him in that chamber, in that pod, just giving the eyes. That's one of the best parts of this match, whenever you watch it. You have that one guy or two guys in the pods that are just locking eyes on you. You want them to get in this match and beat the hell out of someone. One spot that I especially remember from this matchup is Batista getting in when it's his turn to join. They could not unlock his pod. Triple H is about to be tapped out by Chris Jericho, 
and Batista is locked in this pod. He's trying to get out, but Triple H is going to tap, and Jericho's got him good. There was like 10, 15 seconds of suspense that they added with this moment, but then Batista eventually got out, saved Triple H, and then your final three in this matchup were Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton, as you would expect. And the finish to this, I think, might be one of the best finishes to a chamber match that I've seen on this list. You had Batista. He's just beating the hell out of everybody. Batista bomb, Batista bomb. When it comes to Randy Orton, they really booked him like the underdog here. He was kicking out of everything. He actually RKO'd Batista and was in the final two, which I didn't see coming. I didn't think we were going to get Randy Orton and Triple H as the finals. I thought it'd be Triple H, Batista. After Randy Orton put up a valiant effort, Triple H ultimately ended up pedigreeing him and beating him to win the world title. And this happens a lot with Triple H. So let's get on to number eight. At number eight, I think this one personally should be a little higher up on the list. We have the 2014 Elimination Chamber matchup. Randy Orton, Christian, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Sheamus, and Gian Cena. This is an all-star chamber matchup right here. And I could tell you the star from this, Christian. Christian was so creative with the spots that he was coming up with, doing that little, like, pancake thing, you know. He puts him, like, the scorpion death drop, like he's going to do it, but then he just falls flat on top of him. He did that on top of the steel. Mmm! It was just delicious, this matchup. But, of course, since this is 2014, this happened a month or so removed from the worst, one of the worst Royal Rumble matches of all time. The winner of this would be the WWE World Champion going into WrestleMania, to face the winner of the Rumble, Batista. The champion at the time was Randy Orton. You have Daniel Bryan in this matchup. This is where they start to realize that they need to put Bryan into this world title match. They dangle it in front of us to test the waters to see if we really want it. We did. And in this matchup, Bryan actually almost pulled off the victory. But of course, Prime 2014, there's going to be a lot of authority shenanigans. So, Randy Orton did end up defeating Daniel Bryan. Bryan looked great in defeat. And honestly, I feel like this entire match is kind of forgotten. You know, you got the Rumble. You remember Bryan not winning that Rumble. Bryan not even being in the Rumble. And then you remember him winning at Mania. You don't always remember the in-between. You don't remember that meat of the sandwich. Moving on to number seven, and this is a strange chamber match. This is the one, one of them from last year. You had Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins versus Bronson Reed versus Gargano versus Montez Ford versus Damian Priest, the Elimination Chamber 2023. This chamber match completely left my mind, and it was for the United States Championship. It's not like it was for a number one contendership or anything. This is for a title, not the world title, but it's for a title nonetheless, so you would think that I would remember this. All these guys had something to prove. They're not necessarily main event guys other than Rollins at that time, but they all came up with very creative spots to make a very fun chamber match. Austin Theory, eh, he didn't really do too much. He was the champion. They had some callbacks to the way with Gargano and Theory. You had Bronson Reed looking like a monster. There's one spot where he gets super kicked by Johnny Gargano. Then he gets super kicked by Gargano and Rollins. Then he gets super kicked by Gargano, Rollins, and Ford, I believe. And then they all take out Bronson Reed and, like, hitting their finish one after one after one. 
and Ford ended up actually getting that pin, I believe. Bronson Reed looked like a beast, and I'm very upset that he's not actually in this chamber match in his hometown of all places. Who? I want to know what they're thinking here. The finish of this matchup, even after they had a very fun match, you had Logan Paul enter the chamber after Montez Ford had gotten pinned. Other than the finish, I think this is a good chamber match, and Austin Theory did win, so at least he has that to his name. At number six, we have the 2011 Elimination Chamber matchup. We have Edge versus Drew McIntyre versus Rey Mysterio versus Wade Barrett versus Big Show versus Kane. This is the first Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that I watched. I think it was only like the first or second actual Chamber pay-per-view that they did. I knew Edge was the world champion. Coming out of the Royal Rumble, Alberto Del Rio was the number one contender. I don't remember if he made it obvious that he was going after the world title at that point. This was just a fun match, and you got Drew McIntyre in here. This is the one guy that you gotta know. Drew McIntyre came out of his pod, and he beat the hell out of people. I think there was a spot where he just threw Mysterio through one of the plexiglass pods, and it just looked brutal. You have flashes to the Drew McIntyre that we have now from this matchup. Even though he did get eliminated, he looked fantastic here. And the final two of this matchup are, of course, Edge and Rey Mysterio. And you'll notice from some of these other chamber matches, they're either best friends, they have that respect, or they want to kill each other. <laughs> but this matchup was very good, even though it could have been very predictable at that time. Edge did win, and it was just a lot of fun. Moving on to number five, and this isn't necessarily about the matchup here. We're talking about the story. So this is the Men's WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match in 2019. And we have Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. Another all-star cast, which is what these chamber matches should be. You shouldn't have that one outlier or two outliers, which we'll get into. Trust me, we will. But this matchup right here mirrors Daniel Bryan's in 2014. This is Kofi Mania here. And what you need to know is Kofi Kingston put up an incredible fight. I would say better than Brian did in 2014. Kofi Kingston needed that one elimination to say, damn, he may actually pull this off. He actually was able to eliminate Randy Orton of all people. Orton gave that to Kofi. Other things to note in this matchup, Samoa Joe looked fantastic. Styles was great. You had some good Styles and Joe uh, confrontations in this matchup. Jeff Hardy did one really sick bump. I don't know why he did this. He's at the top of the pod. He does a swanton onto AJ Styles, not on the floor, on the top rope. So Hardy jumps off the pod, which is like at least 10 feet higher up, and then falls to the ground and lands on his butt. I'm like, oh my God, Jeff Hardy could have just died here. Then again, that's what he does. The closing shot of this pay-per-view match, you have the New Day sitting on the steel stairs with Kofi Kingston with the WrestleMania sign in the background. Great work all around here. Coming in at number four, this is actually one of my favorite chamber matches ever. This is the 2017 WWE Elimination Chamber matchup. You got John Cena versus AJ Styles versus Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin versus The Miz. Everybody had their chance to shine here. But what you want to know about this, this was a star-making performance for Bray Wyatt. 
as you may know, he's my favorite wrestler. So I'm probably going to rank this a little higher than a lot of people would. But it's at number four at this list. So maybe not. They were very creative here. They had to be very careful. John Cena came in as the champion, just beating AJ Styles in one of the greatest matches ever at the Royal Rumble, where they never actually left the ring. They never left the ring, and they put on a classic. So you come to here, and they have the opportunity to go back at each other, which is great. And this is the first chamber matchup with the brand's new design. So they were able to get very creative with some of the spots they were doing. The best part of this matchup by far is Bray Wyatt pinning John Cena and then countering a phenomenal forearm. And it just looked really good when he countered this. And he pins AJ Styles. He pinned Cena and Styles in the same match to win the WWE Championship for the first time. And I was going nuts. It was just incredible to watch. And this also probably could have been very predictable even though I look back at the predictions that we did, I have it in my notes on my phone, I was the only one that had Wyatt winning. Pinning Styles last, by the way. I got bonus points. You have Randy Orton coming out at the end, saying, oh, maybe Orton is going to be challenging Wyatt at Mania. But they're members of the Wyatt family. Why would they do that? Orton was playing Wyatt, in case nobody knew. And they went on to have one of the worst WrestleMania matches ever. I don't think Orton and Wyatt ever had a good match. Let's not revisit that ever. I wish all these matches would disappear and people would just remember Wyatt for how he really was. A great worker. <laughs> not with Orton, but a great worker nonetheless. Number three is completely whack. You have an all-star lineup and then you got that one outlier that I mentioned before. Number three and number two happened at the same pay-per-view event in 2009, No Way Out. For So for this one, you have Edge versus Jeff Hardy versus Triple H, so far so good, versus The Undertaker versus The Big Show, this is great, versus Vladimir Kozlov. <laughs> I'm looking at this, I'm like, what the hell is this? I've seen this graphic on Twitter before. I'm like, did this really happen? Yes, it did. And then when I saw this ranked at number three, I'm like, they gotta be on something. There's no way. No. This is ranked at number three. It was a very fun chamber match. Kozlov looked like a beast. Undertaker is in his pod, just staring him down, pacing back and forth. I'm like, oh my God, Taker is so ready to bury Kozlov. It, it was just hysterical. And watching the match, just to make it better, I pictured me, my brothers, and my cousins in their spots. And it was just the perfect comparison. You had Kozlov, who reminded me of my cousin Eamon. You had The Big Show, which reminded me of myself. You had Edge, who had been eliminated right away, by the way. Edge was the WWE champion at the time, and he got eliminated immediately by Jeff Hardy. So Edge would be my cousin Kieran. Jeff Hardy's my brother Jaden. And <laughs> Triple H, the best worker in the entire matchup, is my brother Tim. And The Undertaker is also my cousin Owen. So it's just, just so funny when you put them all into perspective, and especially if you know us, it was, it was just, we're just laughing the whole time. Me and Jaden were watching this. I'm like, oh my God, that is so us. So that made this matchup much better. Kozlov looked great with his impressive little push that he does. He pushed a lot of people in this match. It was incredible. But ultimately, you have Triple H winning another chamber matchup here. And it was a lot of fun. It really was. Moving on to number two. <laughs> the same pay-per-view. You get John Cena 
versus Chris Jericho versus Rey Mysterio. So far, so good. Versus Kane versus Kofi Kingston versus Mike Knox. What the hell did Mike Knox do in his entire WWE run? I don't know. And oh, I said Kofi Kingston was in this matchup. He actually got taken out by Edge. And Edge joined this match. So it's history. Edge was in two chamber matches in one night. First one, he dropped his WWE title. And in this one, he actually wins the World Heavyweight Championship. Your champion going in is John Cena. And it's weird for me to see Cena as the World Heavyweight Champion, not the WWE Champion. And remember in 2011 when I said Ray and Edge were either best friends or they hated each other? 2011, they had that respect. 2009, Ray wanted to beat the hell out of him. Like, Edge gets put in the pod, and Ray's running at him trying to beat him up. Edge gets out of the pod, Ray runs into the pod to beat him up. Mike Knox did some more moves than Kozlov did, for sure. Like, the first move Knox did, I think, was like a stepping stool kick, a bicycle kick, bro kick, some of you may know it as. And it looked great. I don't think Mike Knox is as bad as a performer as Kozlov was at the time, but he did not win. I can tell you that right now. And much like the matchup earlier in the night where Edge was eliminated right away, John Cena was eliminated early on as well. Not as early as Edge was. And the final three, you had Edge, Mysterio, and Jericho. Nobody expected Edge to go into this night as one champion and walk out as a completely different champion. So I think by that point, this is where you're getting... This rank here. I don't think it should be at number two at all, but it is very good and fun to watch. We move on to number one, and I think this one deserves number one. It is the first ever chamber match that they did at Survivor Series 2002. You have Triple H, Shawn Michaels, RVD, Kane, Booker T, and Chris Jericho. An all-star cast. Eric Bischoff starts off this night going into the ring and explaining the rules, because apparently this is his brainchild. I highly doubt that. Unless I'm wrong, maybe it really was. But for him to take credit for this and then have a banger match, he must have felt great. Nobody knew what to expect. So they were going to pull out all the stops. Everybody looked great. But all you need to know about this, Shawn Michaels came back from a career-threatening injury. He had been retired. He comes back, and everybody wants to see him win the world title. Everybody wants to see him win this title. Really early on in the matchup, Rob Van Dam goes to the top of the chamber pod, hits a botched five-star frog splash. It looked fantastic, but he lands right on Triple H's throat, crushing his throat. Triple H is unable to breathe for this entire matchup because of this injury. It was really bad, but you couldn't tell because Triple H wrestled. This was right in the beginning, and he lasted till the end. But man... When Shawn Michaels finally, at the end, hits that super kick, the sweet chin music, music to my ears, when he hits Triple H with this, I have never heard this loud of a crowd reaction ever. They, it sounded like they blew the speakers. He gets the pin, one two, three, crowd goes nuts. They got exactly what they wanted, that payoff, which nowadays doesn't always happen. So for this ending moment and the matchup that came before it, I think this really deserves number one on the list. So 
Do I agree with this list? Yes, I am so hyped for this year's chamber. And we are going to get into my predictions. Hopefully I have a guest with me. We will get into the predictions on Friday's episode. So if you want to hear more about the chamber, you better tune in. Because we're going to go in depth and we're going to do some trivia. And this brings another episode of the Rambling About Wrestling podcast to a close. I hope you're as hyped for the chamber as I am this year. Because it's going to be great. Even though it may be slightly predictable, maybe not. Anybody could win. And we still don't know who is taking that last women's spot. If you missed this episode or any other episodes that I've done, I'm going to tell you where you can catch up. You can check me out on the Instagram page and the YouTube channel at Rambling Bout Wrestling. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. If you want it, I'm on it. I will see you all on Friday where we'll drop all of my chamber predictions and we're going to have a great time. Let's keep rambling, everybody.